All right, welcome back to the ref on the Home of Sooner fans. That's Josh Helmer. Follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. You can find me at Plank Show, and everybody should be following us at KRF Sports. Did I say that right? KRF you did. Ooh, so they, I didn't mean to give you a quizzical look. They they move the uh, the liner thing in here. Hold on. Give me just a second. Final hour of the show, as always, is brought to you by Moppin' Roofing of Oklahoma. Moppin' Roofing and Construction. They've got you covered. Call Bob and his team. That's Bob Moppin at 405-703-3843. And on this day of debate, let's get newsy, shall we? Time for the top five stories of the day. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Uh, Newcastle Casino is located right off I-44, exit 107. 14 table games, including three-card poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat, the front row sports bar. And Newcastle Casino has monthly drink specials and happy hours Monday through Friday. What's your table game of choice? Blackjack. No question. I haven't played it in probably 20 years, but blackjack. I love it. I That's probably why. I, I liked it a little bit too much. It might be part of the problem. Do you uh, – would you enjoy sitting down and partaking in the Hold'em table? Yes, but I – You're you're a fish. I'm I'm so easy to, to spot. I'm, I'm easily right. – I love playing poker. I love playing Texas Hold'em. I just always not always. for big stakes where other people are good and going to take your when money. When someone someone looks at me and is like, "I'm out," I'm like, "How'd you, how'd you know? I didn't do anything." Scotty Wynn ruined that for me back in the days at Cherokee Casino. <laughs> ruined it, I tell you. Uh, Scotty Wynn, great poker player. We were doing like a celebrity thing, and somehow I got invited to it. I think Dale Cook had put it together, and it was down to me and Scotty to stay alive in this in this one thing, and I was. I was I had a hand, but not a great hand. Scotty looks at me, goes, goes, I'm gonna fold. I'm gonna fold because I like you. He's like, but you have this and this, and I could have beaten it. So I'm gonna show you what I have, and I know what you have, but I'm telling you right now, I'm folding. And as soon as he folded, I showed him the two cards that I had, which were the exact two cards that he said I had. Wow. How about <laughs> that? I was like, Yeah, I'm never doing this again. I don't even know how you did that, but I don't know if you guessed, but whatever it is. Based on the way you yeah. wagered, I, I don't guess. know. I guess so. It was brilliant. Right. And, and what you had done before, I guess. That, yeah, that's interesting. He's smart. Well, he just sat down at the table too, Josh. He's like, "Oh, I'm sitting here with, I'm sitting here with my man Plank," and then he just ripped wow. me to shreds. He might have been cheating then. I, I think. I think I, someone might have told him there had to be he, some sort of clicker. He might be able He's to awesome. see through the cards. He would do uh, before Cher- before Hard Rock became Hard Rock. It was Cherokee Casino. Scotty one was very involved in helping them build up their poker room and. We got to know him a little bit. He's a great dude. Who uh, who was uh, Dr. Evil's right-hand man? Oh, number two? Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, he might have had the, the vision. Have, yeah, exactly. S- see right through Somebody the Somebody knew. All right, big story number five. Number five. Oh. 
T.J. Perry has a little pep on his step right now, Josh. He should. He's moving around. He's a little bit happy right now because last night the Texas Rangers did this. Since the 2021 playoffs. And here's a ball hit high and deep into right center field. Nathaniel Lowe, did you? Yes, you did. Into the people. It's his first home run this postseason. And the Rangers now lead 7-1. to one. And then they got to celebrate. Leclerc set. He delivers. He struck him out swinging. And the Rangers have swept the Orioles in the division series. Hello, ALCS, starting Sunday. Jose Leclerc is mobbed in front of the mound as the Rangers stream out of the dugout. 7-1, to the final score tonight. Boy, they made pretty, pretty quick work of two teams now in the playoffs. So, yeah, they're playing some good ball. I mean, they, are they, they the World Series favorites right now? They, yeah, they feel that way. The, the way that they're playing. That was the final score, too, by the way, 7-1. to one. You know, you, you get caught up sometimes, in, especially in the baseball postseason, of, oh, somebody's caught lightning in a bottle, and how are they going to get beat? And then, lo and behold, you know, next series turns into a series, and, and they don't go win it. But right now, yeah, I definitely favor them to come out of the American League the way they're playing. Astros rolled last night, too. 1-0. And that is hammered deep to left field. Kiss it goodbye. Second home run of the day for Jose Abreu. This one's a two-run shot. He's driven in five. Astros' lead is 9-1. to one. And that would be the final score. So here's what your schedule looks like today. The Braves and Phillies will play at 4 o'clock. That's on TBS. Astros and Twins at 6 o'clock. That's on Fox Sports 1. The Astros and Phillies tied at a game apiece. The Astros with a win in Minnesota advanced to the American League Championship Series. And then the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. Dodgers down two games tonight. Yeah, they got to get it going quickly. TJ desperately wants the Dodgers to win. He thinks that they're the team that Texas can beat. I just don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, I bless his heart. I appreciate what the Rangers are doing with this run right here, but. If the Dodgers find any life whatsoever. If, how about if this? If I'm, if I'm a fan of any of these other teams, I'm like, see you later, Los Angeles. Here we go. If the Dodgers win this game tonight, you ready? This is prognostication at 11.09 a.m. in 28 seconds on October 11th, year of our Lord, 2023. If the Dodgers win tonight, they're winning the World Series. That's it. That's a prediction. Wow. If they win tonight, they're winning the World Series. Because either A, they figure their S out, or B, they're just going to go home. And if like they, they lose tonight, yeah, they won't be. Right. But no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is if, they, if you allow them to stay alive, they're winning the World Series. If they end it right here, it's over. The Braves look very vulnerable right now in the postseason. Phillies look amazing. I don't want anything to do with the Phillies right now. Except for copping it up the other Boy, night. Boy, they chucked away good. that game. Uh, so anyway, that's your baseball schedule for today. That that is the series right there, Braves Phillies. It's been fun, man. Feels like it's going to be maybe a five gamer and a and a great one. And it's at four o'clock, four o'clock this afternoon. All right, big story number three. We got a lot to get to here in number three. Number three. Did we do number four? Oh, oh, that's right, that's right. I'm sorry, sorry. Rewind. Hold on, hold on. Number four. My bad. Number four. My bad. My bad. I got caught up in my excitement of getting to all this college football notes that I had. I forgot to get to the excitement of what's happening over at Marita Hines Field tonight. Oh, thank you, Casey. As Oklahoma 
will start the Battle Series. It'll be on ESPN+. Plus. It is my understanding, and I could be wrong, but it is my understanding that it is sold out, absolutely sold out. And uh, let's see. I haven't seen anything on how the teams are going to look or how they'll be divided. I wonder if they realize that they had accidentally added me on the group me and now they're going to take me off of it. <laughs> oh, hold on. What here. is uh, what is the discussion being had over there currently? Uh, well, let's see. All I've got right now is something from JT on when they're going to start working out, and I don't think you guys care about that. I don't think you care about. Hey, they're gonna be working out today. I well, you say that, but some Oklahoma softball fans. Might well, that's be, a good point. That's a good point. They, they're doing what? Hey, you know, Steelman said, "Do you have time to look up a Steely cut in the system? Are those easy? I, I to think find? so. Yeah. Steely said he put a cut in there from Patty Gasso from a couple of days ago, whenever she was on, and I think he might even have it mentioned for today's show. But where she talked about liking to play. Uh, the interest squads more than she likes to play opponents. We'll get to it. Don't, don't kill yourself over it right now. But 6 o'clock tonight, weather looks like it's going to be great, so we won't have to worry about uh, anything negative happening as far as the weather is concerned, as far as anything, well, knock on wood. I, I did just get a weather update, too, from Dr. Kevin Clazel, so I don't want to start tearing down the goalpost, but – um, gusty winds, 80s today and tomorrow. Scattered lightning storms possible, but that inbound front isn't until after 7 p.m. on Thursday. I think I got this for you. Okay, this, it, let, let's hear what Coach Gasso had to say about the battle series. 100%. I, I like it better for us, and I like it better for our fans. No offense to anybody, but this is the last chance for you to get to see some of the best athletes that have ever played not just in our program, but the sport. In Kenzie Hansen, Jada Coleman, Chiare, and so on and so on. So I, when you put them against each other, who wouldn't want to see Kelly Maxwell facing Chiare Jones? And you don't get to see those things in real life. <laughs> so we're going to make it real life and let fans enjoy it. But we're also creating an atmosphere, almost like minor league baseball, where we try to engage the crowd and make it fun and uh, get a chance to hear from the athletes between innings on the wireless mic and opportunities for signing, you know, autographs and things like that. So uh, I, I love it. And the competition is real. Very cool. Six o'clock tonight. Battle Series. Thank you, Steelman. All right, number three, finally. Sorry. Number three. All right, listen, you want to go down the laundry list of college uh, college football notes that we've got that we need to get to here? Please. All right, let's start with this. Mark Stoops had some interesting things to say post-Georgia and Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, I guess for for some, Josh, they the Georgia fans are rather upset. But by this remark, yeah, the quote, Georgia bought some good players. Georgia bought some good players. I can promise you, Georgia, they bought some really good players. He said that during his Monday press conference to an upset or during his Monday show to an upset fan on his weekly radio show. You're allowed to do that these days. And we could use some help. That's what they look like. You know what I mean? 
When you have 85 of them, I encourage anybody that's disgruntled to pony up some more. (laughs) Yeah, and unfortunately, there's some truth to that, and then there's some truth to the fact that Georgia's just in a different tax bracket than Kentucky. And really, right now, than most anybody in college football. So they're going to get some kids to show up regardless of name, image, likeness because of what they're doing. Do you want to hear it? You yeah, want to hear yeah, the, yeah, okay, yeah. I knew I had it here somewhere. Let's see. You know, the, the other side, if you want to do that, it's plain complain, deny, or make excuses. And we're not going to do that. You know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, fans have that right. I, I give it to them. It, you know, I just encourage them to donate more because that's what those teams are doing. And, in, in, uh, in, uh, yeah, I could promise you in Georgia, they, they bought some pretty good players. You're allowed to these days. And uh, we could use some help. That's what they look like. You know what I mean? When you have 85 of them. So, so uh, I encourage uh, anybody that's disgruntled to, to pony up some more. <laughs> it's a fair – I mean, I like just, him a lot. just spitting some facts, right? I like him some lot. Okay, here's the, here's the other big uh, college-ish story. Like I said, I don't know how much we're going to really care about the Big 12 once Oklahoma moves on. But Mark Stoops, Michigan State. Is that rumor starting? I mean, how could it not? He'd be a really good fit there. Would he be interested? They buy him some players. <laughs> you would think, right? Matt Norlander made some calls on a big story that's been breaking, and that is the Big 12s uh, and the future, I guess you could say, Big 12s interest in Gonzaga. Here's what we've learned. Brett Yormark is 100% driving this move. He's seeking the most loaded college basketball league imaginable so he can take the Big 12 to market at the end of the decade and have separate media deals for football and basketball. Yormark, though, has pushback and caution from some Big 12 president and ADs. Yormark is trying to get this done as soon as possible, but the feeling amongst some is Gonzaga probably isn't going anywhere. Why not wait a few years? And as Norlander continued, there's a lot to this just to give you a heads up. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, financial questions are still not answered regarding the four corner schools that will officially join the league next year. The ESPN and Fox deals for the 16-team Big 12 are still being ironed out. Again, hold on a second. I got to hurt my elbow patting myself on the back <laughs> with that one here. Did you say something to this effect? When I told you guys, uh, this, this money that they're giving in the short term is not guaranteed to magically continue, right? This was not... There are there is a lot to be hammered out. Big Twelve leaders have a laundry list of question, uh, questions for Yormark last week and tasked him to bring back those to Gonzaga. There's still some teams and term I'm sorry terms and negotiating points that Gonzaga might not be thrilled with. The Big Twelve needs 75 percent vote to clear Gonzaga. That doesn't exist right now. If a vote happened before June 30th, nine of the twelve would have. To be yes, no votes yet, no votes for OU in Texas. The four corner schools have a voice, but don't vote until the 24th. July 1 of the 24th, I guess I should say. Of 2024. And then it would have to be 12 out of 16. Thank you. This has to be vetted at at an AD level before it gets to the president's. It seems like a long shot. One source told Matt Norlander, a grievous error to push this through right now. Another, it makes no sense to do this right now. Yeah, well, probably some orders of business ahead of it 
to get uh, straightened out. In theory, Gonzaga, Connecticut, you, you can understand some of the logic, right, to just basically – Turn turn the Big Twelve into a basketball monopoly. Sure, of I absolutely. Mean, I, I get it, but uh, you know the the theory and practicing something that is financially viable for all parties are two different things. More, we got more, we got more in big story. I, I just piled everything college sports related into number three. Um, the Kansas basketball infractions ruling is expected to be released today. Oh wow! So we'll get the slap on the wrist today. I, I thought that. We'd already had that ruling. I thought that already was announced. But, yeah, okay, great. Can't wait for that. Uh, Bill Self, you're in timeout. Thank you. Six-year deal. Kansas, by the way, looks like they won't have Jalen Daniels for the Oklahoma State game. He's listed as doubtful as he's been dealing with the back issue. Uh, and then – Sounds like, yeah, he'll be back just in time for OU. It, it, you know what? Yes, you're right. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, interesting conversation. Involving the athletic director at Baylor, Mac Rhodes, when asked on a Waco radio show about his thoughts on where Baylor is offensively. This is an AD, mind you. Quote, I can assure you that Coach Aran and I have spent several conversations talking about our offense and how it needs to change. It needs to be tweaked. It needs to probably fit our personnel better. We've had those very honest, direct, and candid conversations. Well, that's always good when you have an athletic director coaching the coach. One time, one of my favorite, one of my favorite things that I've ever heard Teddy say on the radio. I brought up how Orlando Brown had walked down to the end of the bench and said something to try to fire up the defense. Come on, guys, get your head together, blah blah. And Teddy goes, "There's nothing that a defense wants to hear less." than an offensive guy coming to tell them they need to play better. <laughs> yeah. So, with that said, my point is, there's nothing that a coach wants to hear <laughs> less than an administrator walking in to tell them that they're not doing their job. That's great. Um, Matt Campbell, was uh, Matt Campbell's athletic director, was asked, is Matt Campbell on the hot seat? Quote, you're Matt Campbell's direct boss, Jamie Pollard. How close has Matt Campbell ever been to a hot seat at Iowa State? Quote, Pollard? None. Never. I don't even think the oven's on. Pretty nice. good. Not bad. Not according to one Iowa fan incognito wearing Iowa State. And I got all kinds of Mike Gundy stuff here, but we'll save it. We'll save it for tomorrow. All right, big story number two. Number two. A lot of NFL stuff here today. Uh, Dallas Cowboy fan, your dreams about the benching of Dak Prescott or the Cowboys moving on from him. This is straight for the mouth of your owner. We have a quarterback. Let me be very affirmative. I completely believe that we have the quarterback that can take us where we want to go. Dak Prescott is a quarterback that can get us to the Super Bowl. That's the way that's going to be. We have uh, other quarterbacks on that roster and uh, players that uh, certainly if something should happen to Dak, but I want to be real clear, Dak's very capable of making this team be where we want it to go. All right. Well, there you go. That's good news. Nice three interception performance the other night. So mode it be. Stephen Jones even added this. I think he's grasping it for sure. It's a work in progress. There were changes, and you don't just uh, get your hands around something, what you're trying to accomplish. You know, in the first part of the season, we have to build. Uh, we have to learn from tough experiences uh, 
like we went through last night. But I think this uh, group will only get better. You know, I absolutely sooner man, (laughs) sooner man, I think is my favorite because literally he has a take on all five big stories of the day today. You ready? All right, here we go. Um, I know this is an absurd question, but where is the January 1st Cotton Bowl actually played at? Not absurd. It's played at Jerry's World. (laughs) It is. Number two, the Strohs have owned the Rangers late in this season. Go Strohs. (laughs) Number three, Plank spoken like a true Dodger fan. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. Hey, it's an easy out because I think they're going to lose tonight. But if they win tonight, don't let us get hot. And then number one, Jerry Jones is delusional. (laughs) I like you, Sooner man. Uh, and by the way, to answer, because Big Chris is my guy, he said, is there a radio broadcast of the Battle Softball Series tonight? I'm really excited about our softball. Big Chris, who's truly seven feet tall, I don't I don't think you have to worry. I think there is. I think uh, DJ and maybe Destiny nice. are on the call tonight, and I'm pretty sure that that's going to be on the Varsity app. I don't think we have it here tonight. I could be wrong. But they are simulcasting the TV to the Varsity Network app. So at least there's that. That, uh, by the way, was not encouraging from Dak Prescott the other day. That was not encouraging from Jerry Jones or Steve Jones either. It's like, guys, I mean, what are we doing here right now? Hey, everybody, don't worry. We're, <laughs> we're going to ride this one out. <laughs> Ohio. So why hasn't he done it yet? Good point. All right, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number Number one. I don't. I don't know if I did a, a, a good job of truly recapping the Brent Venables pseudo presser from yesterday, but we got a lot of stuff we still need to get to from it. We'll share it next. OU and UCF. That countdown is on. Uh, I'll set the countdown clock during this break. How does that sound? I Love it. To, I can do something during this break. Lunch here uh, for you, by the way, presented by the countdown clock. That's right. Chick Fil A, Twelfth and Alameda, One Twenty Twelfth Avenue Northeast. You can call them at four zero five three one zero. 3189, and we're talking OU Texas fallout, OU UCF preview, but really on a bye week, what's what's this bye week look like for the Sooners? You'll hear from Brent Venables next. I wish we had the technology to be able to watch movie trailers together on the air. Like, in other words, where those of you driving around can just hit the magic button on your radio and be like, oh, here's a video they're watching. Because a movie trailer just watched that I desperately want to taken or just dropped i guess i should say what what was it it's called the iron claw thanks to jay in tulsa who dropped this to us he said the von eric movie trailer is live now i'm not gonna lie to you josh i mean we we mentioned i'm getting a little sappy in my old age right get a little uh get a little uh teary-eyed i don't think i'd be able to make it through this trailer without maybe shedding a few tears my guys the von eric's What's Kevin, Carrie, the- David, there was Chris. Who am I leaving out? Mike? Was there a Mike? There was a David in there? Did I mention David? What was the them. last movie or television show that you were that geeked up about? You waited and waited and waited. And Not I- including a sporting event, right? Yeah, a movie or television show. Probably that stupid Florida Gator documentary that was – I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what this is a puff piece about Urban Meyer. I'm trying to think what it would be for me. I was pretty excited about the the Barbie movie just because my kids were so excited. Yeah. Like my daughter was all in on it. I still need to watch Oppenheimer. I, I, I haven't seen it yet either, but Josh, I am apparently going to the movies this weekend. Oh, you are? My bye week apparently is going to be spent at the movies. That's actually a great idea. Because apparently there's a 
Tanner, Tanner Swift. Who's Tanner Swift? Apparently, there's a Taylor Swift movie. Ah, that the drops. Eras Tour, the right, movie. Right. So we got to listen to Taylor Swift on the drive-in today. Oh, I'm, s- I'm so jacked. Can't tell you. But this Iron Claw. Now I'm all in right now. I'm all in. It's almost uh, almost winter blockbuster season. Very. We're fun. getting there now. It's almost also time to start the second half of the season for the Sooners. But a perfect uh, break. Six games in, 6-0, and oh, six games left. Brent Venables was asked after practice yesterday about his, his feeling this year as opposed to last. You know, the different feeling about where this team is. Yeah, we're, we're a little healthier um, than what we were. Obviously, there's, we've, we've gone through several players that have had season-ending surgery but uh, over the last several weeks. But we're, we're in a good position from a health standpoint outside the, uh, you know, McCato, you know, who's got an ankle sprain and, uh, and Andrell. Uh, so we're better there. Um, a lot more experience. And, uh, again, the depth is different. Um, our uh, confidence and um, understanding of what we do, everything's different. And uh, so we're in a much better place. Obviously, we're, uh, I think we're bowl eligible. Somebody wanted me to bring that up to the team. I actually didn't bring it up to the team because I'm not, I'm proud of that they have taken care of business. But uh, this is Oklahoma, and I don't want to, uh, you know we're not entitled to win, and we're not entitled to be six and zero every year. Uh, but uh, you know that's the least of our concerns right now. But uh, we did—that's our second goal—is uh, to win that game, and, uh, and so we've we've gotten two of our several goals. And, and again, I, I want to get a, a hungry, uh, committed football team. I love the humility that we had today. We've got great uh, self-awareness. You know, mismanaged success is is is. A very normal thing when you're in these positions and so keeping two hands on the wheel white knuckle uh you know grip with both hands is something that we're really focused on and counting on the leaders in this team uh to stay hungry driven uh humble uh willing to show up every day and uh, work their butts off and uh, try to uh, get better because we got a lot that we can get better at and that's what it's going to take to have the kind of finish that we want to this season I think the back half of our schedule from top to bottom is much more challenging than what the front you know, part of our schedule was. And we should have an expectation of improving and getting better. You know, And you do that by just having a great Monday. And I thought our guys had, had the right mindset, the right humility, and uh, the right focus uh, you know, to them to, to be able to do that. Now, one other question that I have is the bye week has obviously changed in the approach, right? Everyone kind of has a different way of going about it. What has been different about the way that Brent Vrenables? Who? Brent Vrenables? My gosh, man. What coffee am I drinking today? The different in the approach that he has as a head coach now and in 2023 than what he's seen maybe adjust over time. I think years and years ago, you. You know, you practiced, you know, like it was a game week. And um, because football's year-round now, you know, back in when I was in college, I had um, – when I was coaching just out of college, I look back, I had some notes from uh, my notebook from Coach Snyder. And uh, a couple weeks back, I was looking through it. It was 1998. And I look at the summer summer program, and we were proud. We had We had like 38 players that – they had like 30 workouts for the summer and uh you know summer's like 10 weeks 30 workouts you just do the math and we were proud half the team 
uh, did about three quarters of those days. So back in the day, people went home, they had jobs, and uh, you know you, the accountability wasn't there. You couldn't make them be there. Um, uh, most guys didn't do summer school, and um, so everything's changed. And so because of the calendar year, you you start sooner, you finish later, uh, and you do keep them you know on campus year round. You wanna you wanna be smart about letting them you know recharge and refocus renew their mind their spirit their bodies at the same time get work done fundamentally scheme uh look ahead a little bit and we're going to do a service project tomorrow uh with the guys and uh we're going to make a bunch of uh, bunk beds for foster children here in the state there's a law that you know every foster child in order to stay in a home has to have their own bed so we're gonna we're gonna make over 200 beds tomorrow as a team and uh, have some fun and give back and then uh, we're going to practice Wednesday and then practice briefly on Thursday and then give them the weekend off. So uh, much deserved for these guys. There you go. Wondering the bye week plan. There it is. And we know 11 a.m. start for UCF. Anything else we missed out from yesterday with Coach V? I feel like we covered it. hit it pretty well, didn't we? I think so. Maybe. Maybe. All right, quick break. When we come back, your texts. They've been outstanding. They're next right here on The Ref. Going back through all the play-by-plays, Josh. I'm working on the stats. Brent Venables has talked a lot about the first four, the middle eight, the middle eight. Last four, the first half, first four, the second half. Um, how about this from Saturday? Mm-hmm. Last four, the first half. Ten-play, 68-yard drive that results in a Texas field goal. In that ten-play, 68-yard drive, two very smart timeouts that allowed Oklahoma to have that opportunity to go 67 yards on nine plays. Now, it's a little bit more because I think that drive for Texas started around the five-minute mark. But in that final four of the first half, Oklahoma essentially fought a team to a push. The first four of the second half? Probably should have had the touchdown, but hey. That is true. First four of the second half, 13 plays, 75-yard scoring drive. And then on the, uh, let's see, what was it? The one they opening had the drive was uh, obviously gigantic to start the second oh, half. Yeah, let's see here. Let's see. Just one, sets the two, tone that, hey, things are not going to six. rapidly change after recess. Then on the sixth play, on the sixth play, right at about that moment where it's like, okay, that first four, you've held your own, Oklahoma forces a fumble. That's just – that's what you want, man. You push at the end of the first half for a game that had been tight when you feel like, oh, no, we just gave up a field goal at the end of the first half. And then you go out and you take the first drive and shove it down their throat and force a turnover. Pay attention, y'all, to the middle eight. The final four minutes of the first half is not the moment to go get your drink. The first four minutes of the second half is not that moment to be late getting back to your seat. Those are integral and important times in a football game for Brent Venables. Feels like more games are won there than not. Um, you want to get to the uh, Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line? Let's do just that. Oh, man, I'm way behind, aren't I? I'm sorry. If there's anything new that's popped in that caught your eye, go ahead. The uh, the the way to hit us on the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line is very easy. You simply pick up your phone, 405-651-3439. It's, in my personal opinion, the best way to get in touch with the show. There's still Twitter. Josh and I spent a lot of time on there at Plank Show, at KR 
EF Sports. And, of course, Josh is at Josh on Ref. Um, did I get that right? Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. All right, here we go. These are the best that have come to the prep page today. Uh, Joe in Tulsa writes, guys, we had to play Key Lawrence at corner because of depth. Who are our top two behind Gentry and Woody? Dolby and Josiah? Are Vickers and Jacoby Johnson healthy and ready to step in? Um, yeah, I think they're healthy. They're absolutely healthy. But they're freshmen, and they're still learning. Uh, Josiah Wagner, I don't think he's quite 100% yet. Um, I'm not really sure like what percentage you would put on Macari Vickers. And Jacoby Johnson's out there a lot on special teams, man. He's, he's, he's going to be a dude. You were right about him, Josh. He is going to be a dude. But that's a good sign. You get out there on special teams is a good indication that the, the staff sees that you're doing some positive things and you're going to play eventually. So I, I wouldn't get too caught up with a concern over depth because it is a position where, where you need, I think, more than anything else, Josh, you need that depth to continue to develop. And maybe – Maybe as the season progresses, you get more opportunities. Maybe Wagner is healthier. Maybe that shoulder doesn't act up. Maybe it's all good uh, with seeing a little bit more of Jacoby Johnson. But I, I don't fret too much about it because I do think in those three guys, you've got good foundational pieces that haven't necessarily been pressed into action or at least haven't been in a position where they felt like that, you know, okay, well, they just got to play. That, that's at least – and health, you're right, does play a factor into this. Cy Wagner got hurt near the end of camp, so that kind of slowed down his development. Yeah, derails some progress. Right, and that's not to say it's not getting there, but just it slows you down. So it might not be right now. It might be what the injury did earlier, if that makes any sense at all. To and me. by and large, you're getting good play. So you probably not in the business of trying to switch a bunch of things up when things are going well. We were talking about, oh my gosh, Sioux City Sooner. I just saw your text from earlier. Um, for the, for the, I, I, is it readable or no? It is not readable. Uh, it's funny, though. Those are always good ones. A few years ago, the owner of the Texas Motor Speedway wanted to hold it there. Uh, yeah, I think that was kind of one of those pipe dreams. I get it that everyone's like, let's break the record. I, don't, I love Texas Motor Speedway. I love it. I would go to every race if I was allowed to. Every, I would be there, and I would sit, and I'd have my scanner on, and I'd – Take in the fumes. It would be a miserable experience to watch football game there. You'd be now, just too far away. Now, number you? number, you get in and out quicker because they've got ingress and egress figured out. My friends at Texas Motor Speedway, holy smokes! But, but I think that was a pipe dream of not even Humpy Wheeler. I think it was Eddie Gossage, and he was the president of TMS. So yeah, that's that's interesting. Interesting uh, from the four hundred five. But it's not going to happen anymore. I think that that. That train's left the station. That ship has sailed. For the 405, listening to all this ridiculous talk from Texas fans and media people makes me want to scream and cuss. <laughs> well, did you not listen to the 930 segment on this show today? And, and I did a horrible job on play-by-play. Plank at one point stood up and... I took my headphones off and started to walk out of the there studio. There was some legit anger. I was ready to leave. Well, I mean, that's one of those polls that doesn't really take winning or losing into account. Like, it's a predictive model. Why, why? Why? Since when are we in a world that we don't take winning or losing into account in anything that we do in sports? So yeah, I took my headset off, stood up, kicked the chair back, started to leave, and was like, you know what? We have a show to do. 
Turnovers, penalties, mistakes, and coaching determine the outcome of every single football game. Whoever keeps making excuses from Texas is an absolute fool, and I'll say it to your face. This was the text of the day, though, um, because I think this is where we need to be. I don't know why we're so concerned what other people think about OU winning against Texas. Who cares? OU won. I don't need their approval to enjoy it. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But in that same vein, when you're starting to hear it get a little bit loud and it's just wrong, I do fall into that category of wanting to be able to say, hey, dummy, you're wrong. That's not what happened there. You go back and watch the game. You go back You go back and watch the game, then you'll know. Oh, there's a good point, by the way, too, from 9 when I was talking about corner depth, right? Can I Walker's hurt, too? He hasn't been in uniform the last two games. I don't know what's going on there. So you're, you're 100% right, sir or ma'am. Uh, can I Walker being out hurts that depth, too? When uh, end of this month, first playoff uh, committee rankings? believe so. You know, I'm doing a show on Tuesday nights now around that, too. That means I get paid more, Josh, which is always a good thing for this show. Money is good. Uh, the first college football playoff rankings will be on Tuesday, October 31st, after week nine of play. Did you, by the way, this is totally unrelated to OU, did you happen to click and watch the link I sent you from James Franklin's press conference? Okay, can I just be honest with you? You know how I get around certain uncomfortable things that I just, I can't do it? I can't do it. I haven't been able to allow myself to click on it and listen to it. <laughs> is it bad? Is it good for the final thought? I think it's it's pretty good. Now, and again, I haven't listened to it. So this would be me cringing on the air with everybody. Unless you have uh, another idea for final thought. Something else I'd like to do. Go ahead. Is uh, I had the Dundies queued up from the office. We, we need to hand out some midseason schooner awards. Oh, yeah? Yeah, don't you think? I mean, tomorrow we need to just kind of take stock of things. Who's the offensive MVP, defensive MVP, newcomer, freshman? Okay. All of those sorts of tidy little topics. I'm down if you're down. The Dundies will happen on tomorrow's show. A couple more quick texts. Real quick ones here. Uh, R.D. writes, a lot of people were totally in on Texas. People R.D. Lang? No, this is – actually, this guy's got a name, and then he's got another name. He's Sooner Slingblade. A lot of people were totally in on Texas. People hate to be wrong. Then they try to cover it up. Well, it's like the government, man. What you're talking about right now, it's government. Um, Let's see here. Now, Nathan's text, we got to. Here you go. Here. Um, Oklahoma Johnny. Hold up. Who you picked and who you think will win in the future is not the issue. The issue is saying that Texas was the better team on that game day. When the scoreboard undisputedly, without an argument, said OU was the winner on that day. To this day. I've tried to do a better job. Someone yelled at me for yelling yesterday. Not anyone in an official capacity. I've tried to do my yells away from the microphone more. I thought I did that too as well. It is a little wild, though, that there aren't, you know, like you and me, we'd be accused of being homers, and probably Mm -hmm. to some degree we are a little bit, but – it is a little wild that there's not more people saying, no, Oklahoma played the better game and actually left quite a bit out there. I, You know what? I was thinking about putting together – Chris Wilkerson put together a really good tweet that I think I'm just going to steal, Chris. Tweet it again. For those that say – for those that say Oklahoma, you know, they just got by on a last-second drive, I just – I don't I – I don't know if – am I watching another game? That's what I come away with every time. Sooner, Dougie. 
I think the majority of the OU fans were hoping we could compete at a high level with a chance to win at the end and look respectable. Last time I felt like that was the Alabama Sugar Bowl victory. Mm -hmm. But frankly, I didn't think we were quite there yet until Saturday. And by the way, the $140 million renovations to help relieve some of the crowding issues cannot come fast enough. <laughs> Sorry, Suter Dougie. Uh, and 5808, here's a crazy thought. Does the better team make the goal line stand or get stuffed on the goal line stand? I'm very confused right now. Well done on the text line, guys. Final thoughts coming up next right here on The Ref. Sorry, I was watching the uh, Von Eric Iron Claw preview during the break. Again? Yeah. Well, I didn't get to watch it last break. But I will be watching it several times. Uh, time for It's really good. You won't care. But it's a movie, so it's not like you have to know about them. It's literally a movie with actors about their life. It's not a documentary. Because I feel like I've seen them all. Hmm. Kevin, Carey, Michael, David, and then there was Chris, who had no business trying to be a wrestler, but he wanted to be like his brothers. Wanted to be like his brothers, Josh. Man, that sounds great. I think they lost. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but... Give it a watch. All right, so our final thoughts was going to be, uh, well, they're always brought to you by Primrose Funeral Service. Prepaid memorial plans to protect your loved ones, 405-321-6000 or primrosefuneralservice.com. It was going to be the James Franklin cut, but I didn't know it was two minutes long. Oh, yeah. So can you just, I mean, is is this some dude asking way too long of a question? Is <laughs> no, that what we, it is? We, we got to so play tomorrow, it on air tomorrow. Okay, like, I'm not kidding. I haven't l watched it. I am not good with uncomfortable things. Well, it would it would be that, but I think you'll enjoy it. All right. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow from Cavens. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. For Josh on Plank, show never stops on Twitter, at Plank Show, at Josh on Ref. I can't believe this show is over. Steel Man and Thune at Noon coming up next.